BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This show is brought to you by the Makery, the podcast network for makers. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Knife Talk podcast. I am Marco Malmasi, and as always, I'm here with Mr. Jeff Fader of Fader Knives and Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives. We're here to answer your questions, talk knives, give each other a hard time, maybe play a game or two. Um, but first off, we like to kick it off by talking about the week. Jeff, happy uh, happy belated anniversary. 21 years, thank is that right? Thank you. 21 years married, 27 all day, which is wow. crazy. I started to realize today, we got married when we were, when we were 27, and we've been together for 20, 27 years. So it's, 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 it's the whole thing's great. And she's fantastic, and we had a real nice time. And and look, it's, it was... It, Marriage is a work, so we've been working hard, and it's been a lot of fun, and we're very grateful. That's half your life, half of your life. Twenty-one. It's let. Well, twenty-seven is more than half of my life. So twenty-seven, uh, forty-eight. So it's. I mean, yeah, we've been together. We always think how weird it is that we've been together more than half our lives, mm. which wow. is wow, yeah, something great. But considering all of our parents have been divorced, it's <laughs> nice doing well. that it's not <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's nice that you know. That's the one thing is is like, unfortunately, we're you know. Hopefully, you're not. You don't learn from your parents' mistakes. My father used to give me marriage advice. Was like, dude, you've been married four times. I don't need any <laughs> advice from you at all. You're, you're like the last person I'll go to for advice. Who, who gave, what are you talking about? I'm like, who gave you that advice? Ding. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he's a source of like good fucking stories. So it's just like, you know, like my misery comes probably comes from him. So if, if, you know, I'm not happy until you're not happy. And if I bring him up, then it makes me not happy. And <laughs> it's perfect. So, well, I mean, that's but, uh, one yeah. anniversary you've had this year, this, uh, this week. You've had a, a more important anniversary, some might say, um, which is uh, your, your podcast, Full Blast of Two Years Without Skipping a Single Week. 
I tell you what, you guys were on that episode, and that was so much fun that I I just want you to know that I have extra. If you listen to the, uh, the newest episode of the Full Blast podcast, Craig and Mareko were on. We didn't talk about knife. I don't think we even said the word knife. Maybe you said knife once or twice. It was so much fun just bullshitting about telling these crazy stories about the, from the news. It was so much fun. I thought maybe I'm going to hold back stories so if you wanted in the after shows, we can pepper them in oh, nice. every so often. I'll have a list and we can just like, you know, go back to that time of like talking about why. You know, you're not supposed to call someone bald and stuff like that. So. <laughs> on a, that on really another funny. note of that, so um, that that show went live today. Um, so early hours this morning, I was doing the the edit for that. I, I, mean, I say edit; I, I don't really do that much. Um, but but when I uploaded to the podcasting service that we use, it automatically picks the, the exact middle of the podcast time wise, and that's what it's going to put an ad. So it's up to, the, up to me then to change where the ad goes. So it puts it in the exact middle. And if you press play in the exact middle, um, <laughs> all, all you could hear, and my wife was sitting next to me, all you could hear was, oh, what, what was the exact words? It was, but you, but, it was something like, but you are a cunt. It's something like, <laughs> it was just like my, my wife was like, what the hell are you listening to? I was just like, oh, yes, yes. yes. But it was like that the was exact fu- middle of the show it was quite funny. That's fucking funny. I, that story was funny because I didn't expect it. I didn't read the whole story, so I didn't think it was going to happen. It just was a, it was funny. So thank you guys for being on it, and you know, and in and in the knife business, I, I all my I just finished sending out all my May orders. May custom orders are done. We're working on the new Neptune Sunrise butcher knife that we're going to be. Uh, the newsletter is going to go out. Hopefully, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that the newsletter by the time this podcast is out, the newsletter is going to be out. So. We're, Tony's working on uh, Tony's working on uh, menus for the for the newsletters now turned into like this hodgepodge of dumb quotes and now we're putting recipes on and we're actually going to be doing a video with a videographer pretty soon for the hinge cracker. Tony and I are going to do something fun and we're just trying to make it fun and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm going to sign up to your newsletter live on air just so I can get those um, those quotes. So bear with me. His yes, his uh, yeah the new the newsletter this week. Will be from someone that you all know. So that's the. the so just to back it up, I, I'm we. Tony tries to. Tony finds something that annoys me, and then he thinks it's. I've known him for twenty something years too. He he knows that if I'm annoyed, and he'll bring it up just to annoy me, and that's funny for him. And then it's funny for me that it's funny for him. So I said that I hate quotes, and then he started putting these ridiculous quotes in. <laughs> now we're now the biggest, the funnest part of the newsletter is to come up with these ridiculous quotes and attribute them to people who did not say that these quotes because we all know that when you put up quotes you're you're you know especially if it's like you know it's supposed to be inspiring or something you're obnoxious <laughs> is it from you ben Snur? so it was no <laughs> well, what, well you, i'm in you know? i'm on the list so if, if tony pulls his finger out and does it whilst we're recording maybe we could uh we could bring it up on the show no, it's not going to... Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. So, And that's it. So, Cool. We're working hard. Cool, cool. Morocco, what's been going on in Morocco land? In Morocco land. Uh, I got some earrings up on my website, which turned around and sold pretty quick, which is really great. Thank you, everybody, for your support. Um, yeah, the earrings came out really great. I'm, I'm glad that people have been digging them uh and then i went over to um work with mr josh smith over in montana um how was that it was good 
we we did some forging, we did some cooking. A, a lot of it was kind of getting some content together for the uh, uh, the launch of kind of uh, the Montana Knife Company Culinary Knife um, line that I'm I helped design. And so yeah, we were there talking about the knives and doing all that jazz, and it was good. I tell you, I ate fucking good. That's for sure. Because you got to make the you, know, you got to make the culinary knives look good with all the different foods and whatnot. It was awesome. Now, did he, he has some of the pro uh, the prototypes or? Yeah, yeah, he has uh, a few of the pieces. Um, there's a few different color schemes that things are going to be coming out in, and uh, they look good. I will say that. I can only they, guess a little orange camo. They cut so nice. <laughs> I, I, you know, honestly, when it comes to production stuff, um, sometimes there's some concerns about how thin you can get things, but these, these knives were great to work with. So I, w- I was happy with them for sure. Wow. Cool. Cool. And what did you eat? All, lots of meat. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we made a, a beautiful, sh- or I made a beautiful charcuterie board. It was actually the first time I'd made one and just had all the things on it, you know, four or five different cheeses, crackers and fruits and, and pickled stuff. And it was awesome. Yeah, it was really good. Nice. There you go. And then, the and then you also did the sharpening. You did the sharpening day last week. Oh yeah, week. I did the sharpening thing. How did that go? It, it was, it went the same as the week before, which is good. I think people are starting to know that I'm there and it'll only pick up from here. Uh, tomorrow is another sharpening day. Um, and the family's going to be there. And my wife and I've been trying to figure out, I, we told our kid, like, what are we going to do to keep the kid busy? So our kid is responsible for helping people understand like knife care rules and stuff like that and how to safely use the knives now that they're sharp, uh, which should be pretty cute. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be fun tomorrow. It's supposed to be gorgeous, gorgeous here tomorrow. Nothing but sun, very little wind. Um, and only about maybe low seventies. Uh, so wow. yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be a really nice day in the Pacific Northwest for sure. Nice. So you got two more Saturdays. Uh, this is actually the last Saturday until I get back in July, uh, to the market again. Uh, but this market actually goes through October. And so, um, there, are, there are still several engagements, um, for me to be, uh, be there sharpening, tuning up knives. Are you going to be there every week? For not every, every week. week. I can't October. do everyone. Like I, like I said, like I'm, I'm not going to be there basically at all in June because we're going to be out road tripping down through California and back. Um, and then there's, you know, there's a few dates that we'll miss because of family vacation, or I'm going to be, you know, I'm doing some traveling. Uh, like I'll, I'll probably actually miss most of October and it won't be, even though the market goes through October, I won't be there because I'm going to be up at maker camp. Uh, and then we're going to go possibly to New Hampshire for me to do some teaching there. And then dragon's breath forge and Connecticut, as well as to visit some friends that, um, you know, like family friends that we met, um, while we lived there. Um, so you are missed a travel at the moment. Wow. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of travel. Yeah. I'm going up to Alaska in July. I'm going to be in new n- Nashville in September. Uh, Whoa. you got any suggestions, Craig, anybody I should try to meet while I'm there or any, any musical inspirations that you want me Nash- to get? I mean, Nashville is the, the bluebird cafe is the, it's the big one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's, it's a big sort of country music, uh, venue. Um, yeah, I've never been, I'd love to go actually. Sure. And I know it's meant to be an amazing place, but yeah. Um, and Alaska, you said Alaska too. I'd love to go to Alaska too. Yeah, it's beautiful up there. 
Very nice. What are you going to do up in Alaska? Uh, I'm working with uh, Anchorage Brewing, and I'm actually doing a like a a collaboration beer. So, oh wow! Oh. So I I have my preferences for types of beers I really like, and so we're doing a a blend, a beer. Uh, one one is going to be an aged what is it? A, a double oaked barley wine that's been aged now for I think about two and a half years. Uh, and we're going to do a blend with that and some and coffee as well with from my local roastery here in Olympia. And then I'm going to be helping brew an IPA. Nice. So, what you have names already? No names yet. Still got a little uh, have a little bit of artwork. Uh, I don't think it's ready to go public, but I, I could share it with you guys. And then, well, let's work on some names. You have to have some good name suggestions. Yeah. So one's basically like a, in a barley wine like stout blend. Uh, and then the other is going to be an IPA. So I, I, I have no idea what to call them. Strong arm IPA. Strong arm? Strong arm. I like it. Well, it's it. got to be after you, right? So like double M special or something like that. M you know, squared. You have to have something like whatever. Something, you got to have something with a little bit of pop to it, you know? You got to think about that. Right. Do you know what you're using for the IPA? What hops are you using? I don't. Well, oh, right here now. we are. Not yet. But as we get closer and as it happens, I, I will be sure to keep you in the loop. In fact... Nice. Yeah. What are are there different types of hops? Tons. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, hops are the flavor. So know. there's there's hundreds, hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah there's lots. So I'll be I'll be brewing this weekend actually as well myself. So um, so oh, I'm nice. keen to know what you're doing. I could always make a small batch here as well once I know. That'd be cool. Oh, I see. Okay. Ah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Mohopsy. Mo Mohopsy. Mohopsy. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> So you should, Craig. Do. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I'm embarrassed. I'm like all fucking red in the face. Though. This is a terrible. Little hops is so bad. Craig, you sound like you've had one. Uh, what are you up to? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We played a show last night, and it was um, it was a late one. Um, it was hot. It was, we've, it's been so hot here the last few days. It's sort of 32, 33 degrees, which I think is around about 90 for you guys. Um, oh, shit. Super, super what? hot. Yes. I'll, I'll yeah. run those numbers. I thought you it was 30. Talking. I thought the 30. I thought Celsius to Fahrenheit was like 32 or something like that. Let's have a look. Because we say 32 is 32 zero. 32 is 89.6 degrees Fahrenheit. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hot as, to Fahrenheit hot as balls. Um, so, yeah. So, yesterday we played a show. We did just over two hours. And, honestly, everybody in the whole room was sweating so bad. Everybody's up dan- it, was, it was a proper good show. You know, everybody up dancing and oh, nice. really, really good show. So, yeah, really, really pleased with it. But um, I'm suffering today. Um, Were your glasses fogged? Uh, I don't wear my glasses when I play, no. Um, so, um, yeah, I was sweating and obviously come home and shower and stuff. And I woke up this morning. Every part of my body is just aching. I've been dehydrated all day, so just trying to throw water down me. Um, and my, yeah, my throat is just ripped to shreds. So later, later on in the year, we're we're playing, you know, two or three days, you know, after after another, you know, like three shows in three days, that kind of thing. So God knows what my voice will be like then. But um, yeah, whew, I'm, I feel like an old old man today, <laughs> a really old man. Um, but it was fun. It was fun. But um, but that this weather we've had this this sort of hot spell, it's been affecting. Um, so I mentioned last week that I'm working on something, a, a product. Uh, like you guys have your products as well right. as you know, as well as your knives, um, and it's it's dependent on on the weather. A certain part of making this product, 
Um, so it's been a bit a bit tricky. So it's it's been quite fun actually learning a lot of a lot of new stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's just been quite an enjoyable week. Um, we nice. we've started taking the the girls uh, horse riding, um, and, and it's been so hot. So you know, cream all over us and hats and all that kind of stuff. Um, we're doing it again. You know, hats. You know, just sunscreen, oh. sunscreen, okay. sunscreen, <laughs> zinc, <fucking> cream. <laughs> yeah, sunscreen. That's right. Um, we're doing sure it again tomorrow spoon, as well. Right? So, the spoon. No, no, not not that kind of uh, deal going on. Um, but you know, just trying to stay out the sun, trying to st- trying to stay cool, um, and it's been good. And um, when it comes back to the band stuff, we we actually had a confirmation today. We're doing quite a big show coming up. We're supporting a um, a tribute band, but a Doors tribute band. Um, and they're quite they're quite famous here in France, and they you know they mm. travel all over Europe. Um, and we're going to be supporting them for um, at least one gig. We're hoping a few more. Um, so that's going to be fun. Um, you, you know, knowing it'll be a big, big audience. Um, you know, big for us. So, oh yes. boy! So Taking here's off. a question. Yeah, well, so uh, when you guys play, and now you guys are like the last act. You guys are like it seems as though in, in your or you're not like opening an opening act. no i mean when we play we play you know small things it's just us you know we're, we're the event for the day you know yeah how jazz when it's all said and done how jazzed are you and do you feel like you need to like like drink do you, <laughs> is there a drinking afterwards or no because we we need to travel a fair bit to each of our venues really um and we all travel separately and we all live, you know, in different areas. So we all travel. We all got to drive. So we have a few drinks beforehand, you know, because we're there hours before, um, you know, set up and sound check, all that kind of thing. Sure. Um, but um, no, yeah, I'm completely jazzed afterwards. But last night I come home. It was, it was gone midnight. And my wife heard me come in. So she got up and she said, I was just pale. I looked dead. Um, she said I was just white as if all the life had just been sucked out of me. It was, yeah, it was, it was a real task class it was over two hours of playing and you know i because i sing as well as you know playing the guitar um and you know there's a bit of a sort of stage presence there you've got to give it some you know so it's just it is just drain and mentally draining too um but no, i love it it's, it's all good fun that's great i forgot to say i forgot to say i was at dragons with forge last weekend teaching a class and some of our listeners were at the class mm. tristan our buddy tristan and his wife were there they were Caitlin. They were fantastic, and Justin, who's up in Poughkeepsie, he was there. Fantastic. They listen to the podcast. Lots of the podcast people are coming to these classes. Cool. Getting a lot of podcast people coming to blacksmithing and knife making classes. So shout out to Tristan and uh, and Justin, and you guys were great, and we had a great time. Good stuff. And I'm not doing it for a while. So <laughs> when is your next class, and what is it? I'm going to be at Center for Metal Arts September 3rd and 4th for the Friction Folder class. Nice. Oh, and then and then I'm going to be July, the end of July. I'm going to be with uh, Tomer at Florentine Kitchen. Oh, Lives yes, for nice. So we're excited about that. And then uh, I'm really going to shut it down until I mean, yeah, we're so catching up with having stuff ready for to ship. With David's been great in the shop, and we've just been AZ has been amazing, and we've been uh, really hauling ass. So I'm trying to make. I want Christmas to be like stuff's ready to send so we get so much merch going on right now it's just insane mm. disappointed i didn't see you on your one wheel um modeling your hat but hey can't have oh, it all can I? speaking <laughs> of which i i'm I, I i hate to do this talk about social media but i've been hearing all these people bitching and moaning about how instagram is 
the the algorithms have changed and people for months I've been hearing people pitching oh, you know Instagram isn't and all of a sudden I'm really starting to notice less traffic coming through and I do believe in this concept that that Instagram is trying to push people into reels mm. and that the reels because when I do reels on Jeff Fader I'm getting a ton of traffic but like on Fader Knives, when I post something that would usually get a lot more views, mm-hmm. I'm getting hardly anything. Sure. And there is, I feel like there is definitely some kind of weird algorithm thing that Instagram's fucking around with people's livelihood. But they are changing things, aren't they? Um, within the next the next few weeks, so um, your reels and stuff will go in your main timeline as well as anything else. Um, and also, you can do that anyway. Yeah, and, but also your your normal pictures and your normal videos, they'll have that same aspect ratio as a, as a reel. You know that the tall. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. So whereas at the moment we've seen when people are putting, if, if it's not a reel and they're putting video on, it's normally mm. you know a small square. This will be in portrait mode as opposed to landscape okay. mode. Is that your um, guy so, on the inside that's telling you this? No, they the. Um, they, they made they like made a, a big announcement about the yeah they did a big announcement about it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I tell you what it annoys me is the fact that fader knives because I'm I'm on as a business on Instagram I can't use copyrighted music. Like what? I can't do any of that. It's all the bullshit. You music. can. It's all the fucking you can do it, faff. You can do it in reels though. No, you can't. I've done it one hundred. No. I've totally done that on my reels. You add the music. I've tried, and they limit the music that I play. I can play. I can't get any huh. Rolling Stones. I can't get any of that shit for some reason. And I didn't understand it for a long time. And then, and then somebody said to me, "Is this because you're a business and not a public person or a artist or something?" Do you have a business account or is it a personal account? Fader Knives is a business account. I see. Mine so, is not a business account. Yeah, that's the reason. So you, you can Jeff switch. Fader, I can, can fuck switch. around and hit the. There's very little benefit to being uh, a business account on Instagram. I don't think yeah. is there. Well, I get you get numbers. You get like you can. I can. There's like insights and shit that I actually like. Oh, right. okay. I don't need to fuck around that much. Be honest with you, but I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. Okay. There you go. We'll be back in just a second. Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. Do it now. We've got lots to get through today. Um, I know Jess worked hard. He's got lots of notes on, you know, the bits we've got, bits and pieces to get through. So what do we think, Jeff? What should we start with? Uh, it's up to you. We can do, we have plenty to come I in. Mean, it's great. The listeners are really engaged. Uh, we have tough scenarios. We have a great new game. I'm really looking forward to, we have listener feedback. We have unsolicited advice. Let, let's do a we tough have... scenario then. Let's mix it up rather than go straight okay, to questions. Let's... This is an anonymous. This is anonymous. If you read this, please keep. So guys, if you want to reach out to the show, go follow us on Instagram, knife talk podcast on Instagram, and you can send us questions for the show. You can add knife questions. You can tough dilemmas. You can send us listener feedback. You can send us, uh, I know, you know, you would, uh, unsolicited advice and all that shit. Um, this comes from anonymous. If you read this, please keep it anonymous. A customer purchased a knife from me. I shipped the knife via USPS. USPS tracking stalls out after a few updates and it's left marked as, quote, in transit, arriving late. The customer files a claim with PayPal and not USPS. I have filed a claim with USPS. What should I do? 
eat the loss and refund, wait for USPS claim process, or other. So basically, he sent the guy buys the thing through PayPal. There's a stall with the shipping, and then the customer ins- instead files a claim with PayPal to get his money back. Yikes. Right? Does that make sense? Did, yeah. yeah. Did they even he reach goes, back out? I'm sorry, I might have missed that to the to the well, original shipper. Well, he wrote to me. He wrote to me. Yeah, I'm, I said to him, I'm like, that sounds terrible. And he goes, yeah, I'm torn because I definitely understand where he's, the guy's coming from in wanting what he said he paid. But I also feel like I upheld, upheld my end of the bargain and the money's gone and went immediately into buying belts so I can finish another knife. Uh, so I have a disaster on my hands. So, so basically, you know, so they bought the knife and then he used, you know, hit that money for whatever he needed to do and then... You, you know, the postal service lost the thing, and instead of dealing with it through, you know, I've had that too, where I said, "Don't worry, I'll take care of it," and then you track it with, you know, USPS. I mean, if it's just stalled, the fucking knife might show up at this guy's yeah, doorstep. Right. Yeah, that's always you the know? problem, isn't it? That it will. Um, and if that's the case, you just got to hope that the customer will be, you know, do the decent thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at it from the customer's point of view, they've they've ordered a knife, paid for a knife, hasn't arrived. Um, you could see why their thought process would go straight to, you know, if they paid via PayPal, you'd, you'd just go to PayPal and claim and claim sort of your refund kind of thing. Um, yeah, I but, feel like that's a thing, though. You would, like, I would hope somebody would call, like, talk to me about that and try to work it yeah, out before yeah. going straight to PayPal because, yeah, that issue of the knife showing up after, you know, issuing a refund, that's a big fucking problem. Yeah, it's happened to me many times, oh, many times. Um, and thankfully, most people are decent. You know, most people are like, oh, right, okay, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll sort it out we'll you know i'll pay back or whatever it may be but um i, th- I think that's the only thing you can do really isn't it you know that you can't sort of dispute it you can't yeah unfortunately yeah <laughs> um you can't dispute it on paypal because the fact is he hasn't received you know what he's paid for um so you know there's no dispute there as such with paypal the, the refund should just go go through um yeah but if you know if if it does eventually get to him um, you'd think the customer would do the decent thing, but if it doesn't, oh, that whole process of trying to get a refund from a shipping company is just the worst thing in the world. It's terrible. Yeah, it's, I mean, it seems like the customer was like trigger happy to just jump right onto PayPal instead of maybe having allowing a, a you know a little bit more time to allow the knife to show up. They're just like, oh, I wasn't here two days later. Fuck this guy. I want a refund. And we also don't know all the, the yeah exactly that could have been you know, the, communications. The done. hard part is is the, the important part is is PayPal does back you know customers, but at the same time it's like there's not you know a lot of these things aren't like there's not a human behind it to for for arbitration or something yeah. like that. So it's that's the sucky part. It, I I I try not to nickel and dime things, and sometimes things are just sometimes it's the cost of doing business, and I and it. It sucks to say. I know that I've had nigh one, you know, one night that I can think of offhand that was lost, and I and I made a new one just because I felt, eh, look, be a good guy and make a new one, and and um, it's the cost of doing business at some point, unfortunately. And and guys get that. Sh- I mean, that is also a scam. That I mean, that was Mert Tansu went through that, oh, where he had this scammer who bought the knife and then the guy said it wasn't the knife he said it was supposed to be filed a claim with PayPal and the PayPal took all of their money out of all you know the the money out of Mert's account and then gave the guy the thing back and it was a total horseshit move and the guy was that's this dude's MO is to you know 
do that. So got the knife in. Bear with me just a second. I've had a bit of a chocolate disaster here. It's all melted on my computer. You two carry on. (laughs) I just need to hug you. Listen, why is this not a surprise? (laughs) I've had a chocolate disaster. This is something that Craig Lockwood has done many times. It, there was a churro disaster not too long ago. There was a spider disaster. It's always <laughs> like some sort of fucking weird disaster. Are you there, Craig? Oh, I am. I am. Sorry. My, my wife's just coming oh. to the room. She's helping me out. I've, we, we've had... <laughs> right. We've had... I don't know if Easter eggs are a thing over there. Um, chocolate yeah. eggs. They have over Easter. But we, we had... Having kids, everybody buys them. So we've had loads here. And we're like... Fuck it, we're going to eat them. They're not eating them, so we are. And, um, yeah, I had one here next to my laptop, and using Chrome, everything gets really hot on the laptop, and it's just fucking melted all over my keyboard. Oh, you, you are such a lush, dude. I'm <laughs> telling you, it's just like, it's like everything is all about comfort with you. <laughs> no, he's the not churros. a lush. He's lux. I mean, it's <laughs> like, it's lux. just like, yeah, the churros from a couple of weeks ago, and now your fucking melted chocolate egg from you know Easter was a number of it was like a month ago. At I don't least, know why yeah, yeah. fucking Easter chocolate <laughs> yeah. still. I mean, they must, have, they must have given you a crate or something. Why not? Why? Well, well you, you say that, so that's a bad thing about being comfortable. It's a good thing, surely. You love being comfortable. Actually, I was. I'm fucking. My neck is stiff. You're gonna laugh at me. I'll talk about old. <laughs> my neck is stiff because I was sitting on this fucking boat last night for the anniversary. And I feel like the hard seat for an hour and a half fucking did something to my neck. I woke up this morning, I'm like, that goddamn boat, that goddamn boat, my neck hurts because I was sitting on that fucking hard chair. So, see, you you're go. the one off on boats, so you can't complain to me about having a bit of luxury, a bit of chocolate while I'm doing a podcast. Jesus Christ. Listen, it was a fucking boat with like 15 old Yentas on board celebrating someone's 60th birthday, and they What's were getting ripped. Yeah, that's like a Jewish expression for an old hen, like an old bat oh, right, who just okay. like, you know, hens around or pecks around. Is you know, like you know, nosy neighbors, and you know, you know that old bat's all she's a yenta. That's a right. good. That's a good Yiddish expression. So we had the fucking sixty yentas getting plowed on cosmos <laughs> on the boat and hooting and hollering at the fucking captain. And funny enough, believe it or not, the captain. I, I was talking to him, and he says, "Oh, you're a knife maker. I used to work for Joel for Cut Brooklyn. Ah, the wow. captain of the fucking ship oh, on his off seasons would work for Joel at Cut Brooklyn. I was like, what a small world. Yeah. It was really kind of neat. Wow, wow. So, so where were we on that? We were saying he's just got to eat it really, and just hope that the customer will sucks. do something decent. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks, and this is the problem with it all. And it's a there's not much you can do except for, I guess, try to. Uh, you know what I would do is I would call USPS and call, talk to someone. You know, because sometimes I've actually had stuff late and I've gone to the post office. They've given them the, the tracking number and somebody will call the distribution center. And then you can actually like get a person on board to help you. You know, I would, that's what I would do. I would try to talk to someone, go into a post office, show them a tracking number, and see if they can call somebody. This is where your years of plying them with donuts, this is, where you, this is the comeback <laughs> now, isn't it? Oh, speaking of which, I've had a weird situation, and this might be a shipping thing now. One of my postal people, who I love, who used to say to me, I'm so glad you got this shipping platform, and all I have to do is scan, she said to me, just to let you know, the post office is... is having a real hard time with money because of all these shipping apps that you can print shipping labels from home. 
they're we're losing they're losing thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and it's becoming it's going to become an issue for us mm. so i said well what would you like me to do and she said well you can just bring it you know you just write your labels and then you just hand them in i said yeah but you're gonna be here for fucking you know two hours yeah. putting them in and she said well i don't care i was just like well i'm not gonna sit here for two hours it was the strangest as strangest conversation i was just like you're trying to make more work so you guys don't lose your job yeah Oh, it was bizarre. It was bizarre. It was like, okay, so we have more dilemmas. We have whatever you want to okay. go. We let's line up the game. game. We'll just have this little message, and maybe we can play the game. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln.com. And remember, they've already got some in stock. So if you go to Soul Ceramics, who are a distributor, which is knifetalk.net forward slash heat, It'll take you straight there. They've got stock of a number of models ready to go, ready to be shipped. And you'll also get $75 off and free shipping in the U.S. if you use Soul Ceramics, who are, I say, they're an official distributor. It's all legit. Um, I'll put the link in the description, knifetalk.net forward slash heat. It'll take you straight there, and it'll automatically apply those discounts for you. Okay, apparently we have a game this week. Do you have any music for me, Craig? Um, We do. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome to that's what they all say. Your the new favorite game on Knife <laughs> that's Talk. That's what they all. That's say. what they all say. This is the game of to see who said what. I will give you both a quote with four potential people who might have said that quote. One of the choices that I give you is correct, but it's up to you. To figure out who said what. That's what they all say. You guys ready to play? Yeah, of course. Sounds good. So I'm going to, what? I, how I'm going to do it, and the listeners can play at home, I'm going to give a quote, and I'm going to give you four options, and you're both going to, like, mull it over. Mull it over. I mean, in you know, mull it over, and then you figure out who it's who it said it, and then well, I will read the answer at the end of each question. Okay? Cool. Make it easy. Okay? This is the first, first quote for... The newest favorite game, that's what they all say. All right, here it is. I believe it's noble to preserve cultural objects. I, it's uh, And it's also my belief that preserving the processes used to make those objects is equally important. Who said it? A, Jerry Fisk. B, Pablo Picasso. C, Neil Kamimura. Or D, Lynn Ray. <laughs> I'll read the question. I'll read the quote again. I believe it's noble to preserve cultural objects. It's also my belief that preserving the process used to make those objects is equally important. Who said it? Jerry Fisk, Pablo Picasso, Neil Kamamora, Lynn Ray. Mareko, who do you got? And you guys can like mull it over. You can think about it. You can talk amongst yourselves. I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm go with Lynn. for the sake. I'm going. To I you. was going to say the same. I think this is a quote directly taken from your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The answer is Lynn Ray. It was not taken from my podcast. It was taken from an article that he was written. It was written, but that was a good thinking. You both had good thinking. That was definitely Lynn Ray. So one point for each of you. All right, <laughs> you, you ready sir. for the question? You ready for the question number two? Let's do it. That's what they all say. This is the quote. I think everybody's weird. We should all celebrate our individuality and not be embarrassed or ashamed of it. Was it said by A... Leah Arapach, B, Prince, C, 
Jason Knight, or D, Johnny Depp? <laughs> oh, okay. You want me to read it again? Yeah, I think you've thrown... Uh, no, no, I think I've got it. I, th- I think you've thrown a curveball in here. I think this one could be Prince, maybe. I think everybody's weird. We should all celebrate our individuality and not be embarrassed or ashamed of it. I'm going to go with Prince. Who what, said do you, what do you think, Morocco? I'm going to say Leah. Both of you are incorrect. The correct answer is Johnny Depp. Johnny really? Depp Johnny, Johnny Depp. and his mega pint. Johnny is both <laughs> wrong. Both. I don't know why you pressed the. That was you're you're both tied at one. All right. You you like this game? I like it a lot. All right. Next question from that's what they all say. Ready? Yes. When something is important enough, you do it even if the odds are not in your favor. Who said this quote? Was it A. Tomer Botner, B. Aaron Goff, C. Elon Musk, or D. Jimmy Duresta? When something is important enough, you do it even if the odds are not in your favor. Who said this quote? I'm going to say Elon. C. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll go with Aaron Goff. That's a good one. Good one. Right. Yeah, he takes on impossible challenges. So I, I've, I've, yeah, I think he, I almost said Aaron. That counts for anything. The answer. Is, do you want it? Do you, you want me to lock you no, in? Lock me in. Lock us in. No, wait, lock whoa, us whoa, 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 in. Okay. Or maybe waver in. You want me to lock no, you yeah, in? Lock me in. I'll, I'll stick with it. Okay, I'm locking you in. Is that sound? <laughs> He's taking this I'm way too you seriously. In. <laughs> I'm locking you in. <laughs> All right. The answer to when something is important enough, you do it even if the odds are not in your favor, is C, Elon Musk. That's Mareko gets Mareko is up two to one. <sighs> two to one. Are you ready for the next one, guys? Let's do it. Do we like this game? Love it. <laughs> okay. All right. Number four of That's What They All Say. We if need to jingle for make... this, don't we? That's what they all say. <laughs> I was, I'm ready. I Listen. I forgot to lock you guys into the last one. I'm going to remember to lock you in for the next one. I was trying to think all day. All day I was like, how do I make a locking noise? Um, if you want to make money, you have to work, right? And if you don't work, you don't make money. Therefore, your wife hates you and your kids don't talk to you. Was it A, Brian House? B, Gary V? C, Richard Branson? Or was it D, Andrew Alexander? I'm, I'm going to say C. All right, Marekos got C. Um, can you read out the quote again, please? Sorry, if you can do it. If again, you want to make money, you have to you have to work, right? And if you don't work, you don't make money. Therefore, your wife hates you, and your kids do, your kids don't talk to you. A. Brian House. B. Gary V. C. Richard Branson. D. Alex. Uh, Andrew Alexander. I'm going to go Branson. All right. I'm locking you in. Um, lock us in, Jeff. All right. All right. <laughs> All right you're locked in. What the, the fuck answer is, that? is. What is that? By the way? Combination lock. <laughs> I'm locking you in. <laughs> Fucking locked in, bitch. Oh, we're adults. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the answer is D, Andrew Alexander. He said it on my podcast. Uh-huh. Sorry, guys. That's no, no, you didn't, you didn't get that one right. Okay, ready for the next one? Let's do it. Do we like this game? 
<laughs> this is the this is the uh, the hook, isn't it? Do you like this game? We love it, Jeff. <laughs> All right. Here's the question. I would like to be called an inspiration to people, not a role model, because I make mistakes like everybody else. This is Brian. I'm just House. like this one's Brian everybody House. else. <laughs> I'm just like everybody else. Is it A, Doug Markaida? B, Will Stelter? C, Derek from Malden? Or D, Britney Spears? <laughs> I would like to be called an inspiration to people, not a role model, because I make mistakes like everybody else. I'm just like everybody else. It's, this has got to be a Britney thing, surely. I feel surely. like it does, too. I'm going Britney. Yeah. Are we locking you guys in? Lock us in, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm locking you in. Marco Craig. The answer is D, Britney Spears. I was kind of hoping you guys would say Will Stelter, but that's fine. Okay, sixth question. If you're too disciplined, it can mess up your mind. You need to have that treat for yourself. This is me. This is me. <laughs> <laughs> Was it A, Jimmy DeResta, B, Colin Furs, C, Jason Momoa, or D, Steve Schwarzer? If you're too disciplined, it can mess up your mind. You need to have that treat for yourself. Who was it? I'm going Colin Furs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to say think, I want to say Steve, but you've already had D as the answer for the last two questions. No, it's not true. I, no, it's not true. Okay, maybe I'm fooling around with that. <laughs> that's right. I'm. That's not my. I want to go. I'll tell you. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I'm not smart enough to do that. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to go D, Steve. All right. Lock us in, Jeff. Locking you in. All right, you're locked in. The answer is C, Jason Momoa. Oh, Jason Momoa shit. said that. Both wrong. Jason Momoa. All right, we got two more questions, and we're going to tally up the scores. Okay. I want to keep growing the team and making as much good content as possible. Many people don't have the hunger that I do. I want to provide value in the marketplace with my passion for creating. Is it A, Josh Smith of the Montana Knife Company? Is it B, Alex Steele? Is it C, that lose, that maniac Brian House? Or is it D, or is it D, or is it D, Alex Pohl? I want to oh. keep growing and to learn and make as much good content as possible. Many people don't have the hunger that I do. I want to provide value in the marketplace with my passions for creating. Josh Smith, Alex Steele, Brian House, Alex Pohl. What's your answer? I think because you said content... Um, I'm going to strike out Alex Paul um, mm-hmm. and maybe Josh Smith. Good thinking. Um, good so thinking. We're then down to Alec or Brian, and I believe when you were saying it, I could picture Alec saying it. So I'm going to go Alex Steele. I got you. Mm-hmm. I'm going Brian. I, I, Brian I feel like House. that's something that Josh could say, but when it came to the content, I was like, maybe that's Brian House because I feel like he's all about inspiring people, right? Lock yeah, us in, Jeff. Lock us in. <laughs> The answer is Alex Steele. Oh, shit. Alex Steele. Alex Steele. Alex Steele. Yeah, I thought I thought throwing Brian I thought throwing Brian in twice was gonna be like a red herring. Uh, you have a wrench you have a wrench in your hand. Is that what's making that noise? You mean the, the lock? Socket wrench. No, it's the lock. 
Okay. It's a lock. I'm locking you in. All right, last question. Are we enjoying, last, this? Are we enjoying this quiz? Yes, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> last quote, guys. This is for all the marbles, and I got to tally up what who who won. All right. Here's the quote. I was given them I was given them too young, throwing them at trees and busting a few. As I got older, I tried to fix them. I started looking after them and appreciating them. One day I asked myself a simple question. How do I sharpen a knife? Anyone can put an edge on a knife, but to get a blade so sharp that it can cut super fine slices of sashimi in one stroke is of a blade, how can I do that? Was it A Mert Tansu? B Kasumi Kev? C, Brad Leone, or D, Finkel Ferguson? What's the quote again? I was giving them too young, throwing them at trees and busting a few. As I got older, I tried to fix them and started uh, looking after them and appreciating them. One day, I asked myself a simple question, how do I sharpen a knife? Anyone can put an edge on a knife, but to get a blade so sharp that it can cut super fine slices of sashimi in one stroke of a blade, how can I get? How can I do that? I'm gonna go Mertansu, Kasumi Kev, Brad Leone, Fingal Ferguson. I'm going Kasumi Kev. Uh, that that was my first thought, but I I have a feeling it could be Fingal, so I'm gonna go Fingal Ferguson. Lock us in, can Jeff. All right, the answer is Fingal Ferguson. Wow. Damn it. All right, so let's see how we did. So Mareko got one. Mareko got one. He got two. He got three. That's it. Mareko got three. All right. Now Craig got one, <laughs> two, three, and the winner. Of that's what they all say. It's Craig Lockwood, four to three. Oh, wow! Ooh, 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 I like this game. Fucking Craig! <laughs> Craig pulled it out, man. I th- I tried it. I I had such a fun time. What I really was trying to do was finding finding outrageous quotes <laughs> and then trying to like match a degree of audacity with the with the choices. <laughs> so I kind of wanted some of my choices to be insulted. Like yeah. I wanted oh, I to find you. something so outrageous <laughs> that I was just like. I can't believe you You would think it was me, but it really could have been me. And now I'm insulted that you think that I'm some sort of, you know, the way I am. It was great. So congratulations. Craig wins the first game of That's What They All Say. But, Mareko, you were close. I mean, you couldn't have been much closer. I, and I, w- I was nervous that I only did eight, but I got so tired. I was just like, that's enough already. I got to do it. How many goddamn questions? What do you do with tiebreaker? Well, that's going to be the way it is. <laughs> So there it's we go. Good. I'd like to thank my family, uh, my friends, <laughs> and yes, we should see you. All I next hope people week. played at home. I hope people played at home. <laughs> I'll do it again. You guys like that game? Yeah, right. I like yeah, it a lot. Yeah, million, yeah. million it's fucking good. times. It's I'm good. gonna ask you every five minutes. You still like this game? You still like this game? <laughs> like, oh no! After that last question, I hated it. So here we are. <laughs> Look, there we're gonna go. we can do some listener questions, but first of all, I want to tell um, our listeners, particularly those in Canada, about MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Um, it's a great place. They do steel belts, handle material, tools, forges, kilns, and more. Um, they're also a Canadian distributor for combat abrasives. Um, they also sell RhinoWet and RhinoStick, too. They, they've got it all um, at MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. They're also on Instagram. They've also always got offers, that kind of thing. So go take a look. And apparently, even if you're not in Canada, let's say you're in the States, 
you can make some good savings thanks to the you know the exchange rates and so on. So yeah, go take a look. MaritimeKnifeSupply.com and go follow them on Instagram too, just to I, see what they're up to. I think they're going to be a blade show too. So they make, are. Yes, US, I did see. Make sure you're ready yeah. to take home some supply. Lawrence is very, very supportive of makers. He's supportive of podcasts. He's he's very, very supportive. Yeah, I'm very appreciative. He's a maker himself too. Yeah, no, absolutely. But he's uh, you know he's he's in it. He's in it. He's in it. So cool, cool. Let's do some listener questions. Um, I'll, I'll start with the first uh, knives. I think it's knives by Nuge, um, N U G E. I think it. Is. And this was via Instagram, the same as all these questions. People have DM'd us on Instagram at Knife Talk Podcast. Um, and hey, you do the same. We could maybe read out your question one day. Okay. <laughs> Such a radio good. thing, Only wasn't if you're it? Good. <laughs> if you've been good, we'll read your question. <laughs> Knives by Nuge. Uh, say someone calls you and, and state they want to give you the capital, space, and branding support to bump your knife-making business to the next level. What kind of questions do you ask them? I mean, what are they wanting from you? Yeah, nobody sure. gives you all this shit for free, you know. And you know, there's there's going to be some sort of financial gain for them. Um, so yeah, you need to be quite clear on, on you know what they they're going to expect from you, um, both regards you know financially and regards to your commitment too. Um, yeah, that's a big one. And you know, we we know quite a few makers where this has happened, where you know they'll have a sort of a business partner, I suppose, who will invest invest in them, and it can be great. It can be great. So. Um, yeah, you need to you need to find out exactly what what they're after and what their goals are and whether they align with yours too. Because there'd be nothing worse than you know getting into bed with somebody if you find that you know you both want completely different things. Um, Get yourself yeah, a lawyer, is, business yes, lawyers probably. in particular, a <laughs> yeah. business lawyer. Yeah, nothing's yeah. wrong with having a lawyer, but there's it's way worse to be screwed later. Well, I I, I would have my what I would immediately say is is have it's cart before the horse because somebody can offer you money and expectations but if you don't have a way to make up a system in place for growth then all that money is just going to get flushed you know mm -hmm. i mean that's what we're we had the opportunity to have fader knives we had an opportunity to have investors come in sure. and tony and i basically said agreed that we just don't want a third person involved right now we're doing it piecemeal but on our own but, and we're developing our business plan and system in place to make it successful, and that's what's happening. The money helps, but if you don't have a game plan, it's really, you're not going to be, just because you make knives doesn't mean you're good at business. Mm. And you're going to really want someone who's going to be there for you. Now, if your investor says, we will help you with the business plan, we just need someone in terms of designing the knife, making the knife, we'll help, we'll you know, having a support system is really the mo probably the number one thing I would be, I would want because otherwise it's going to be years of like making giant mistakes to catch up, and I don't know what the expectations of the investor are, and you know, it's it, dangling money is great except for if you just don't know how to scale up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, it sounds as if you know you're doing well. Why else would anyone be calling you looking to invest? So. You know, you're obviously doing a good thing. But, um, yeah, just be completely sure that you, you both know exactly where you would stand um, and what each other's expectations are. I think that's probably the most important thing. Because, I mean, it could be something as simple as, like, I want to give you $10,000, but, 
but I want to want, I want a return on my investment in three years, you know, or two years. Mm. It's even something simple like that. It's how do you, how do you navigate that, you yeah. know, and then finding a new space. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, am I going to pay for the labor? Am I going to pay? You, you kind of need like a good team around you in, before the money comes. Yeah. Otherwise it's, I think it's a lot of time wasted. Yeah. Okay. Um, who wants to do the next one? Uh, just real quick is also below in the show notes are a lot of community showcase. So uh, allocate some time for us to read the listeners show. Okay. show. Yeah. I got the next one. The Leonardo oh. Lee says, Leonardo Lee says, Hey cuties, I've got a question. I have a huge pile of steel cable and I've got the, uh, uh, I got for the purpose of making Damascus cable Damascus. But it's covered in grease and it's galvanized. Have any of you rec uh, rec uh, recommendations for how to get rid of those things without having to take a whole bundle apart? The whole bundle apart. Cheers. So those cables usually, a lot of times, I've seen we've done sculpture with them. They got a little rope inside, and then they're covered in grease. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they don't have rope in them. Sometimes they got something else. So what would you do, Morocco? If I knew that it was covered in, because it's like zinc, isn't it? That Right. It's a galvanized. galvanized. Yeah, I, I would never would have purchased it in the first place. Uh, that zinc is like the zinc poisoning that could potentially, when that stuff is burning off in your forge, can really fuck you up. And I've accidentally poisoned myself actually a couple times just in tack welding a few things that were galvanized steel. Um, and that exposure was literally only a few moments. And I was puking and shitting my fucking guts out and had oh, like, wow. I felt like well, I had at the same time, I felt like I had the, it was like the worst hangover I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, it was, it was horrible. Um, and so you really want to avoid any kind of galvanized steel. And then honestly, like without taking the whole rope apart, there's no way to get rid of all of it. And there's no guarantee that it's actually even going to stick. Well, if muriatic acid eats galvanized, so you could probably, if you had it in small bars and you had a bucket of muriatic acid and just walked away. Maybe. That might. I mean, it might. also eats the steel too, though. Um, it, if you were going to try to do that, uh, for I mean, also the, the, the muriatic, if it's covered in grease, yeah, there would be such a fucking rigmarole. Oh, that would be the that. resist, right? Yeah, exactly. But if you wanted to try it, you might be able to weld the ends together, like at the end of the rope, you know, put like a, 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 a plumber's clamp around it or something like that to hold the strands together, weld it all together, both ends, like cut off maybe whatever, an eight inch chunk, and then un untwist it to open it up. Try to clean out the shit in there. Maybe soak it in muriatic for a little while to try to get some of that galvanized, uh, galvanizing layer off, and then you can tighten it back up before putting it back in the in the forge and or putting it in the forge and trying to weld that together but i honestly would not use it just don't use yeah. it yeah it seems like a lot of work before you really get going doesn't it it's a that sounds like a massive a, yeah a massive pain in the ass and a lot of work for sure before you even start what yeah. does what does cable damascus what are the the uh, characteristics of cable damascus i mean i think some of the, I mean, so it's usually like 15 to 20, maybe some sort of, I don't know even what's on the out. Sometimes there's like a nickel coating on the outside. Um, 
But I think the, what made Cable Damascus famous and interesting is just that you are taking something and repurposing it. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't think it's worth it at the expense of potentially poisoning the shit out of yourself. Um, yeah. And and honestly, I mean, I've I've never really been me personally drawn to Cable Damascus. It's just not very interesting to me. Um, Can you spot it when you see 100%, it? Fucking hundred percent, absolutely. Well, what is it? What are the character? What does it look like? It just looks like a bunch of little like ovals and circles and stuff with some bright lines in between. Hmm. And that could be from yeah. decarb, or that could be, like I said, some sort of coating on the outside. Um, you know, maybe it'll stick. But if you're gonna try to just weld it with, with the with the galvanized stuff on there, like I have some airflow, wear a mask, like, and not just a regular like P100 or whatever um, respirator, but one that has filters that can filter out all the chemicals and stuff uh, that that will poison you. Um, that's super important. Yeah. For I got a, actually a fabricating a awesome trick with galvanizing. Okay. I've made you galvanizing galvanized steel is actually awesome. You can you can galvanize steel. The whole idea is it, it's it doesn't rust, right? Mm -hmm. The zinc coating doesn't rust. So if you make something and have it galvanized, or if you're using galvanized, you can use gun bluing on it. And it will do exactly what gun bluing does on everything else, but it's also waterproof. So we actually, I made all sorts of sculpture, had it zinc dipped, then, gal then it hit it with the wire, then hit it with the gun blue to darken it. And I have permanent outdoor sculpture that's waterproof, weatherproof, and looks like regular steel it doesn't look like it was painted yeah wow you can send all your complaints yeah. to jeff fader after you poison the shit out of yourself <laughs> i mean i didn't say i no i said i made the sculpture yeah. then i had it zinc dipped so i didn't i wasn't fucking around with it right yeah it oh you I had the pros do it i got you i had pros zinc dip it yeah i i, I had a yeah, never mind you know what Next you could question. do? That sounds like, that's it. it. sounds like a lot of work before you get going anywhere. You could just go to dharmasteel.se and get yourself some real shit. Um, <laughs> Dharma Steel is beautiful, beautiful stainless Damascus steel. Um, if you have a look at their uh, Instagram, Dharma Steel Lab, you'll see the kind of stuff that people are making with it. Everything from jewelry to, to knives and so on. Beautiful sort of high-end stuff. Um, really great dudes there as well. We, we, we do a lot of sort of stuff with them. Um, really nice people. Go out and take a look. Dharmaseal.se. And if you register um, a, an account with them and use Knife Talk, I think it's Knife Talk or Knife Talk 10. I think it's just Knife Talk. You'll get 10% off your, your order with them as well. So go take a look. They've got most beautiful, beautiful patterns. Um, and people are making some real sort of high-end stuff with it as well. Go take a look. It's also some really incredible, like, high-performance steel. Like, it's not just pretty. It yeah. Fuck oh, yes. 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 It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Ben right. Coffin. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, it's just Morocco. It's your turn. Sorry. Uh, ben Coffin asks, "Why are axes not a, a category in bladesmithing? They have an edge and a handle." Hmm. Uh, Good question. Is there like an official category somewhere? A list? The well, that that. The edge of an axe is is that is is that technically a blade? I don't, Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Good question, then. Good question. I don't know the answer. Well, I'm I'm curious what he means by category and blades. I mean, 
I I don't know if there's like an official list of what's considered knives or cutting tools, but I feel like I don't know. Well, if you just made axes and you didn't make anything else, would you consider yourself a bladesmith? Hmm. An axe maker, right? Sure. And yeah. when I was when I was talking to Matt Parkinson on Full Blast, he said that back in the day there was very specific people doing specific things. You didn't have this all-encompassing, I'm a blacksmith and a bladesmith. Oh, yeah, sure. You had one guy making hammers, you had one guy making knives, you had one guy making axes, and back in the day it was everything was very compartmentalized. So it does make sense that blades are knives. You know, it does make sense that. I mean, like, if you just made plowshares, does that mean you're a bladesmith? Or you just made, like, farming sickles, does that mean you're a bladesmith? I mean, there are these, like, weird little technicalities we all say. So it does. it is a good point. Well, yeah. I guess, hmm. so then if it was, like, uh, like a, the family tree of, of terms, then obviously bladesmithing would be under blacksmithing. But then would axe making be under blacksmithing or bladesmithing, do you think? Like as a subgenre or subcategory? I have no idea. I honestly it was just like a it was an interesting question. I yeah. I don't the, the, and I, you know what? And guess who doesn't want to be the, the judge and jury on this one? Me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a fuck. You call yourself whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't matter to me. But it is an interesting point because it's like you don't normally hear we also like to term ourselves certain things. I mean, you know, like is a prostitute also a jerk off artist? I mean, you know, you know, what do we do? <laughs> I mean, what are we to? I've never I mean, what pondered are we to that say? one before, Jeff. You um, haven't thought you haven't even thought about that. Jerk off artist. I say just you know? own it and get the license plate Axeman, and then you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, Axeman's here. Axeman's here. Perfect. Perfect. Let's just do one question each now. If you look down the list, you guys, and pick one out. Um, I'll take I'll take one here. But from... we got to do community showcase. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Let's just do one oh. more each, and we'll move on. We have a lot to get to. Oh, we do, we do. I've got one from Eric Hemkler, I think it is. Yeah, Eric Hemkler. I get on Instagram. What is your least favorite city? Um, oh, it's easy. Yeah, it's easy for me. Detroit. Um, really? Why, yeah, why Detroit? Fuck Detroit. Fuck Detroit. <laughs> Detroit is the worst. Yeah, Detroit. Oh God! Blech. The only thing good about Detroit is that Thomas, Tom, as Tom Selleck wears a Detroit Tigers hat and Magnum PI. That's it. Have you That's spent it. a lot That's of it. time in Detroit. No, this is That's actually a, a joke opinion. because this it's a strong opinion because when Eric wrote, Eric is from Detroit. So when he wrote, what's your least favorite city, I immediately responded, Detroit. And he got <laughs> sad about it. So I figured, you know, let's just keep the bit running. I I, 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 yeah. I've been to Detroit once. It's fine. <laughs> I, you could take it or leave it, it sounds like. <laughs> Is that a travel I mean, review? Fine. I've been Detroit's there once. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know what. Once again, I don't really feel the need to be the judge and jury of this situation, but that's where we're at. So uh, I guess I'm sticking with Detroit. Fair enough. I'm going with Berlin. Um, I've had to be there a few times for various different things and each time it's just uh, you, you know that that old sort of thing about you know germans can be quite cold um and they're not but it's just with their language it sounds quite aggressive that kind of thing that's pretty much how it is there in berlin and the food is fucking terrible as well everything's just <laughs> boiled and white um it's, <laughs> you're not yeah, gobbling it's... down all the verse you can get in your mouth <laughs> 
Uh, I've heard no. that. Have you had currywurst? I hear that's yes. a big thing. In- yeah, it's quite. Yeah, it's quite nice. It is quite nice. But um, yeah, it's it's it's. Some, I know some people love it because it's obviously full of the history, you know, of, of, of what's gone on. You know, I've done all the sites there and all that kind of thing. But, you know, that's depressing as fuck as well, really, when you think about it. So, yeah, Berlin, it's, it's when, it, when it's always on, you know, European cities to travel to, I, I'd maybe skip that one personally. Would you, would you ever, have you ever gone to like an Oktoberfest event? No, but I have been to Munich um, Round about that time when everything's getting ready for it, and it's it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing, you know. And it's it's, it's this whole part of uh, like the Bavarian Germany, um, where they wear the lederhosen, and, and you know they've got the you know the wenches ca- carrying the beer and all that kind of thing. It's still a big thing, but you know it's a big tourist thing now too. You know they take over big cities and they have these huge events. Um, yeah, I had a- it's not for me. I had a friend who used to do an Oktoberfest party. We had, used to go to an Oktoberfest party up in the mountains around here, and we had a blast. Mm. But a friend of mine who's big time goes to Oktoberfest, says that it's crazy. Once you get a table, they start bringing liters of beer, and they keep coming around. You better keep getting the liters of beer. Steins, otherwise, yeah. you have to lose your table. Yeah. And they're forcing you to drink oh, that's a good and people move. get so blasted <laughs> people get so blasted that there's like a pile and if you get so wasted you pass out they'll grab you and throw you <laughs> onto the pile of humanity but like it's uh, like you don't just sit there and you don't sit there and just sip on your beer and chit chat you're fucking downing liters of beer yeah and they yeah boiled meats and all that crap coming everybody's up dancing on tables and yeah it's 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 a, it's a thing not for me. Not for me, I'm afraid. What's your least favorite city, Mareko? I've been trying to think about that. I don't feel like I've had really terrible experiences in any city. I feel like the, I I feel like there's one that maybe I must have subconsciously blocked out. I feel like there's a, a some terrible memory somewhere, but I can't lock it in and figure like out. Like Walcott, Connecticut? <laughs> I mean, that is not a fucking great. That is a, that city. You take your life in your hands in that city. Yeah, I mean, there's some streetwalkers in that shit that looks like they'll they'll take your car. Actually, your you know what? Maybe that is it. Because uh, yeah, yeah, I would say well, uh, what is it? Waterbury is where I got Waterbury. I got in that fucked up car accident. That stupid kid was in the right turn lane passing a, a car going straight and I knew it smashed come right traffic. into me. Exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I, come I don't think we ever talked about the car accident you had at Waterbury. I feel like we did. Oh, Jesus. Not on the show. show. I don't think we Not have. on the show. No. Not on the show. Yeah, it was terrible. It's, now, Waterbury, when you get to Dragons with Forge, you're driving through some hairy shit. Yes. Like, <laughs> you there are some moments 100%. of like... There, this is like when you're you're stopping a stoplight, you 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 push the lock, <laughs> the locks down on the car, you know. Lock it's us like, in, Jeff. <laughs> you, get, you get when you stop Roll at the stop the sign, you're just like you go, you go. <laughs> you start locking it up, locking it up because there's some people that gotta take your hubcaps off your car while it's in motion. There's some fucking rough characters in yeah. in, in the water. Well, bay. yeah, and you know there are some. I think a couple nice spots, but especially the the route to the shop from the highway is gnarly. It's pretty gnarly. When when I wanted to go to the bathroom before the class started, and I was just like, where am I going to stop to go to the bathroom? Oh, Christ. And I was really trying to think hard about what's going to be the cleanest bathroom in Waterbury, and I'm passing by these 
titty bars and there's some hot dog places and crab boil places and I'm just like and I ended up going to the supermarket Stop and shop. because I thought uh, it shop right oh shop right okay. and went to the shop right because I thought it's early in the morning it's probably already been cleaned and not a lot of people have been in there yeah. but you even walk into that shop right you're taking your life in your hands over Waterbury <laughs> Connecticut so may, I, maybe I might go to Waterbury Connecticut it might be the worst place worst city I've been yeah, that's, there that's we go probably one of the worst <laughs> Not Detroit. This Eric's from Detroit. I would say Detroit. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Right, you guys pick a question and we move on quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one's from Geoffrey Bays. He says, hey, guys, question. Uh, I make a lot of Brute Forge chef, uh, kitchen knives, but love the idea and functionality of the S-grind. So I want to s- see what you guys thought of the idea of forging in the hollows by welding 36-inch radius platens on the top and bottom dies of the press and pressing them in. Thanks for the feedback. Love the show. What do you guys think? People do that. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah it- Matt Paul did that. He, he, made, uh, he was usually making fullers for his forged uh, hunting knives, and he just... Boop, 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 yep. forge them in great yeah you definitely want to take into account the amount or, or try to anticipate that the material is going to spread widthwise from you know from spine to cutting edge because that mass has to go somewhere but if you as long as you do that it should honestly go pretty smooth use stop locks for sure um but yeah that is the trick of wanting to have an S grind in a brute to forge knife is that the S grind grinds in and removes a lot of that brute to forge aesthetic. Uh, so maybe another way is to go for a tighter wheel and just have like a little bit of an S grind, but not a ton, but yeah, I think forging is definitely doable and you just gotta be careful. If you dialed it in, you'd have the fastest S grind in the history of S grinds. You just like a boop, 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 one time, boom, done. Yeah. Doesn't that sort of, I don't know, when I think of a brute to forge knife, I think it is that way for a purpose, you know, because, you know, it's left almost sort of rough. It's, that feels a bit like putting, I don't know, putting I see. So faster like stripes the tex- on a Datsun, you know? Like the, <laughs> so, like, the texture is already kind of creating that um, that removal or the, kind of like that buffer zone between the food and the surface of the blade but it would do that it'd do that as well yeah 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 but i just think i don't know you're putting something like sort of technical into something that shouldn't be technical you know it i don't know it just seems to be a strange sort of mix together for me but that's you know that's just my opinion by the way i did have a dotson and it had racing stripes on it and it was fucking rad <laughs> i loved that <laughs> nice. little truck <laughs> <laughs> nice ah, okay um jeff any questions? Victor Gonzalez says, My son is a marine biologist and a master diver, and he dives with a knife all the time. Have not seen too many blades meant for underwater use, so what type of steel would be best for underwater use in both salty, uh, crazy corrosive, and fresh water? Love the show. Thanks in advance for your response. Go Yankees. <laughs> Fucking Yankees are the best record in baseball. Un. Believable. It's like a miracle. I don't know what happened. It's like most New Yorkers who love the Yankees are like kind of, it's, a, it's shocking to them too. So there you go. What kind of steel would you use for an underwater knife? Um, it's going to have to be a stainless. Uh, I'm sure we had this question like years ago and we went into quite detail on it. Um, what a very similar question at least anyway. Um, I, I don't know. It's going to have to be a stainless um, with regards to sort of corrosive properties with, with salt. 
I haven't really done any sort of testing that, that I don't know. I don't know. Don't know is the answer. Um, Morocco, any any insight? Titanium. Don't use steel. Ah, Whoa. titanium. And our friend Mads, what is it? Mad scientist. Fuck, where's he at? Um, uh, our uh, Dan Keffler has a friend. I can't, I can't find his Instagram. Um, I've I've met him. I believe his name is Sam, and he does some really. Uh, He's been doing some really cool things lately with high-performance stainless. Um, or, sorry, not stainless, titanium. And he's making, like, these incredible cutters um, that are, you know, Dan Keffler, who is, like, the multi-time uh, world cutting competition, like, champion, is using and beating the hell out of. And it, he's getting they're getting incredible uh, performance out of it. Um, let's see if I can look up Dan Keffler. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's, uh, titanium that they're working with is nuts. What it is, I think it's called, yeah, I don't know what it's called exactly. Well, you, when you figure, when you, you figure that out and 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 one of our last guests, uh, Laren Thomas said that Spiderco is using MagnaCut for their saltwater knives. Hmm. So... Maybe MagnaCut. I mean, if Spiderco is using it for mag for saltwater knives, maybe MagnaCut is something to look into. Yeah, we're all fans of Laren, and we hope to have him back some point. But uh, you know, MagnaCut apparently. I mean, if Spiderco is using, I think it was Spider. Didn't you say Spiderco? Remember that? Uh, I, I, I can't yes. remember. But yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't remember. You got chocolate. Bunny eggs in your <laughs> on your keyboard. <laughs> I gotta remember. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Love that. Uh, uh, I forgot all your fucking noises. They're so funny. Well, so while Rekka we do... looks that up, then the titanium stuff. Jeff, tell me all about your grinder, and I'll tell everybody how they can get one cheap. Yo, the Broadbeck Ironworks two by seventy two grinder is dynamite. It's made by knife makers. Vince and Ryan, they make a beautiful machine. It's my number one machine. I have three shop, I have three grinders in the shop because two is one and one is none. So, but my number one is for sure my Broadback Ironworks. Uh, my Broadback Ironworks. Go to broadbackironworks.com. You can check out all their stuff. All their attachments are very intuitive and reasonably priced, and work with other chassis. So, if you have a Beaumont or something like that, they're going to work. Uh, I love the Mareco Platin. It's my number one Platin. Uh, it's got that deep throat. It's dynamite. Yeah, boy. I, I love the. I love. The, all right, easy, <laughs> easy there. Easy there, titanium. And then I got. I love the uh, the. They just sent me the surface grinder. It's awesome, and the contact wheels and everything about it. That adjustable work rest looks dynamite. I still have to get my hands on one of them. And uh, BroadbackIronworks.com. What kind of deals do they have coming up on Blade Blade Show there, Craig? Yeah, they've got a sale going through from June 3rd to June the 12th. Um, you mentioned the Surface Grinder. It's going to be $100 off that. Um, and they put together these pack- packages. Um, so there's, you know, the super package, if you like. It's got the Moreco Platin. It's got the Tilt and Tool Rest. It's got the slack, slack Belt Attachment. It's got a belt pack and so on. Um, and there's there's over a $300 saving in that one. Um, the Super Mega Package, there's $580 saving on that, and that comes with the disc sander um, and all the other stuff as well. They, honestly, they, they, there's just so much. So June 3rd, June the 12th is when they're doing their big, big sale for, for Blade Show. Um, if you're looking for a grinder, that's the one to get. Okay. okay, let's do some. I got it. I got it. 
cool. All right, cool. so go, 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 go. Mad Science Forge. We'll just add them as part of the uh, community showcase. Okay, go check out Mecca on Instagram. He's Mad Science Forge, all one word, no underscores, periods, or anything. And he's he talks about all the different titaniums. They have crazy na- names like Ty Six A L Two S N Two Z R. Like these are all these wild names. But go check out his Instagram. Um, and he's been working with these. I think the one that he's been making swords out of is uh, an al- a titanium alloy co- called VT23. Uh, and he's on his website. He's got a lot of great information, uh, especially on his frequently asked questions about why titanium, what are the properties, blah, 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 blah. Go check out Mecca, MadScienceForge.com, also MadScienceForge on Instagram. He's got the titanium stuff. There you go. This is our first community showcase. So community showcase, we did it a while ago where we would nominate or suggest you people to follow, but we decided after SAC Handmade Knives said, you know, something along the lines of, I thought you guys are the biggest, you should do the... We're going to ask you, the listener, to nominate uh, people that we should highlight. So we... I didn't have to even say anything. You guys listened and immediately put in... And there were no self-submitters, which I was oh, saddened about. I was, yeah, we said the last <laughs> you thing, you know, off. I scared them off. They, they were not, no one was prepared for the ball, be it, ball breaking. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, our, our second community showcase is from, well, look, I figured I'd give it to Sack Handmade Knives. So to start with, I think Nippenberg Knives should get a shout out as he's not only a brilliant knife maker, but he's a smart guy with loads of knowledge and is always ready to help others. And he's helped me a lot, so... Nippenberg Knives, who listens to the podcast, and he submits things all the time. Give him a follow. Yeah, there you go. He's also a and member of next? my Patreon. Yeah, he does. Oh. He, he's always good about asking questions. He's a great guy. Do you have to hound him for that rent? Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> this no. is automatic. Oh yeah, good man. Good man, Nippenberg. Always, always on time. Always That's on the time. move. Legacy Blade NC. Uh, they've nominated um, this. DeSantis underscore knives uh, for the community showcase. Uh, not only does he have some cool, unique designs, but I see him in all the all the time putting in the effort uh, to go to shows with a good selection of blades. I know from uh, prepping for shows that it's a lot of work, so keep grinding. So yes, that's DeSantis underscore knives. All right, this next one is from Justin Blauert. Uh, he says, uh, if you guys are looking for a maker to showcase, check out uh, Salome Rowe. Uh, his Instagram is Rowe Forge Studio. He's a, a veteran, a new maker, and, sorry, a veteran and a new maker that is selfless with his time and shop to others wanting to learn the craft. He's recently gotten a forging press, and his Damascus work is really starting to take off. Enjoy the show, guys. Keep up the great work. That's from Blau- cool. Blauert Knives. It's hard to say. Just, just yeah. in Blauert, yeah. Blauert. Dan, go ahead. I was going to say, say, should we leave the rest? I mean, we've got loads here. We can just pepper them in through, you know, future shows. Let's do, do one more each just okay. to kind of give people a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of it. So Dan O'Brien Knives suggests community showcase domination slash unsolicited advice. Uh, Wit, Witcher Knives. W-I-T-R-I-K Knives. W-I-T-R-I Knives. I met Micah at Nick Rossi's class at uh, New England School of Metalwork. He does clean work and incorporates different stones for his bolster material. Micah, you should use marbles in your next knife and call it 
the Lockwood Wagyu edition. <laughs> there you go. Daniel Brown knives the jokes. So there you go. Barrel Boy Knives has, has nominated uh, Bold Man Knife and Tool, um, which I know listens to the show as well. So, yeah, that's, again, on Instagram, Bold Man Knife and Tool. Go take a look at his stuff. Nice. Uh, and this last one is from Johnny Bailey. Uh, he would like to suggest Chad Kennedy Knives. Great, gr- great guy that just made JS last year. Does beautiful stuff with a lot of Joe Kiesler inspiration in his handles, which is... Cool. Awesome. Check that so out. if you want to submit your people that we should be looking at, sometimes some of you guys nominated people who are, you know, big timers. It's like these is for like highlighting people who, you know, under under 2000 followers is probably the move. It's people who are not getting who need a little bit more recognition. So. Cool. Um, if you leave these in the notes, Jeff, I, I'll put make sure I put these in the notes of the show notes as well. So these people well, we're talking about, if you look in the show description, you'd be able to go there, follow them, and see what they're working on. Ah, okay. Um, we have listener feedback, I assume. We do have listener feedback. Listener feedback. This one comes from Celery Patch Knives. Once again, Craig comes through with a great recommendation. Amanda Seafred has always given me a whitey bulger. We're halfway through the dropout and thoroughly enjoying it. So, It's good. Thank you. It's very good. I still haven't watched it yet. I'm trying to figure out what I've been watching. I, I haven't. I go to sleep as soon as I get home. I was working on that fucking quiz for way too long, and then I wanted to watch. <laughs> what am I looking forward to watching? I don't know. I guess I'm that fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi, but that's about it. I love Ewan McGregor, but that's about it. Um... Minuteman EDC says, so back to peeing on the leather thing a couple episodes ago, which inspired a lot of conversation, is Mrs. Lockwood asked our, uh, co- our one of our host fill-ins, Ben Snore, about do cowboys pee on leather boots. Uh, back to peeing on leather thing on a trip to Europe. We stopped in Brussels where they have a fountain that a child is peeing dedicated to the kids who would pee on the leather to soften it up. Now it's a tourist thing. Uh, to go see. Love the show. Thanks for the laughs. I've seen that. It's weird. People love statues of peeing children. They love it. <laughs> yeah, pissing kids. <laughs> they fucking I don't, love I've it. People have them in their that. garden and stuff. It's, yeah, it's very strange. Oh, love it. They love it. And they all, any statue with a small penis, the smaller the better. They love the small penis statues. They love it. They, make, they love it. <laughs> makes, makes you feel good. Speedster Stove says, pissing on boots is a thing. Footballers used to do it on their new boots. Real football, not American football. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then uh, NJ Custom Knives says, I've got some listener feedback for you, cuties. I discovered Knife Talk in May of 2019 with the episode with Will Stelter, and I haven't missed an episode since. I've stuck around through the hot takes, listener beefs, Jeff's asshole talk. I still, I still get that goddamn build-along jingle stuck in my head from time to time. I powered through the pandemic with everyone's single tracks and bonus episodes during the hand sanding. I've solicited and benefited from unsolicited advice, especially the Coca Bolo dust, rolling laughing through role plays and dick jokes and Craig's chicky fingers. And I love how the show never stays static and is always evolving. So with all that, I have two questions. What's your grit progression? <laughs> and how do I get it? Even plunge, plunge lines, L-M-A-O. 
Uh, just breaking your balls. Keep up the great work. So, uh, I'm just laughing at clunge line because again. Oh, I'm I see like clunge line. I meant plunge line. All right, yeah. Nav says just finished this week's. Uh, felt like knife talk times full blast. Neil was awesome. That's when we had Neil uh, Camamore on, and was a great guest. I'm not gonna lie. I felt like every time he mentioned the non-sponsored grinder, Craig was gonna kill a cat. <laughs> Uh, and then a couple more congratulations Craig this one's from uh, Brigham Kendall congratulations to Craig buddy is a great name that's how old it is Jake Norris says Fingal's always a great replacement for our foreign correspondent Craig Mareko's Banff apron is truly badass you're not so bad yourself Jeff Okay, and then the last and then I'll read you one more this one's from Neil Warren I was going to say feedback these nuts uh, but in the name of class, <laughs> congratulations to Craig and the family uh, on the arrival of Buddy Lockwood. Way to go, Neil, on keeping it classy, you know, by nice. saying D's nuts and then congratulating about the birth of Buddy Lockwood. <laughs> so there you go, listener feedback. Cool. Thank you all for your feedback. Thank you very much. <laughs> we got insulin. If you want to keep going, we got unsolicited advice. We can just do the after show, whatever you want. <laughs> Let's do, I tell you, let's do one unsolicited advice. Um, pick out a pearl, and we shall then go to an after show. This is an unsolicited advice directed to Mareko. This is from Tom Scott. Oh, unsolicited advice from Mareko. The knife sharpening guy at my farmer's market has a list, and he sends you a text on Sunday morning reminding you to bring your knives. We go once a fortnight, and I take a different knife each time. That's actually not a bad idea if you want to do that. Yeah, I'm not interested in doing that. <laughs> because all right, there you go. The people that have been bringing me their, their knives, they're bringing me all of their knives. Um, and so I feel like it would be really unnecessary for me to be texting them. And may I suggest that that is the correct way to answer unsolicited advice? <laughs> it's, I'm not taking it. Forget it. Keep it to yourself. Thank yeah. you, and you can take it with you. <laughs> there you go. And on that bombshell, thank you all for listening. Oh, do you know what? We haven't told everybody about the sandpaper we use. It'd be remiss of us not to tell everybody in the show what great sandpaper we use. We all use Rhino Wet, of course, um, because it's the best stuff to use you know, for the job. If you're, if you're sanding through steel or even wood, um, it's the stuff to use. It saves you time, and we all know if it's saving you time, it's saving you money. Um, but we can actually save you more money. So if you go to TexasFarriersupply.com, um, they stock all the Rhino Wet, all the, um, all the Indasa products, as well as everything else you could possibly need as a knife maker. So go take a look. TexasFarriersupply.com. Use Knife Talk 10, and you'll get 10% off your order too. Don't be a fool. Go do it. <laughs> I pity the fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pity the fool that doesn't go to TexasFarriersupply.com. Ah, okay, on that note. Thank you all for listening. We shall speak to you all again next week. Bye for now. Wow. That's the shortest that's the shortest outro in the history of the show. That was like the hurdle of, of outros. Uh, it was, yeah. Uh, actually, talking about Wordle, we put the TV on this afternoon and there's like a Wordle game show on in the UK and it's an exact like it's just Wordle on TV. Oh boy. Which was crazy. And we were just people like, this still... is the best thing in the world. <laughs> Are people still playing it? Because I'm not. You, uh, I'm not. But, um... yeah, yeah, Tomer always had me going for a while. And then I was like, 
I just was too busy to, you know, to, to do it. And then he started, he was too busy. And then we just, I don't do it. And then my wife does it every so often. I was like, you still doing that game? She does hurdle every morning, but. Okay, yeah. I, every now and again, when I remember it, I'll do it. But I don't want another thing nagging me. I need to do this every day. I need to do this mm-hmm. every day, you know? So, yeah. yeah, it's yeah one of those things. But yeah, that, a game uh, show, where do they, it's just a complete rip off, you know? <laughs> I mean, who'd rip off Wordle? What a bastard, eh? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope they're but, getting um, some royalties or something. Yeah, and that's what I was wondering, whether it's licensed or not. I don't know. Is um, it called Wordle? No, it's uh, what's it called? Lingo, it's called. But it's, yeah. it's the same thing. It's five letters. They're u- even using the same colors, you know, green oh if it's God. there. And, and it, it, yeah, it was, it was quite blatant. Hmm. So what, what's been going on? What, what are the plans for the weekend? Oh, God. Are you I working have... all weekend, Jeff? Yes, Ugh. I'm on. I'm on th- four weeks in a row of working. I've been every Saturday. I'm working on this goddamn sculpture, and actually, it's looking pretty good. It's <laughs> looking pretty good to the point where I had a few people come in and who are not art people, and they were like, "Wow!" So it was that was what I was looking for was, you know, like some type of reaction from someone who's not up it's a nine foot sculpture and but what is it what what what's it sort of is it representing uh, anything or depicting anything i'll talk anything? about it we'll talk about it when it's up and uh, there's okay. pictures it's just like I, I frankly it's been something i've not wanted to do for two years so mm. and then a deadline came on me and I, and I made it happen so it's actually looking pretty good and, and the other thing is is it's interesting because i've changed my opinion on it to the point where i don't want to talk about it because i don't want to I don't want to have to, I don't want to spoon feed anything to the audience and I want them to come to their own conclusions. So me talking about it makes it, it puts too much on the sculpture and less on the viewer to make their own decision. Okay, yeah. so hmm. that, I know that sounds weird, but I have reasoning behind it. I'll tell you about it in the after, after show when this isn't going, but it's, you know, we're getting there. It's, it's been a total, it's been a total uh, albatross around my neck. But you do what you say you're going to do, and I'm doing it. So, you did an art. Well done. Uh, I'm working on that. And then, uh, anything fun, Morocco? I know you got your sharpening thing, but uh, anything fun going on? Um, well, we are. So, I got a couple weeks before we take off at the beginning of June. Uh, by the way, I'm not going to be a blade show. I, I keep getting messages from people asking if I'm going to be a blade show, and I'm not because I have so much other stuff going on. And we wanted, we've been wanting to do this road trip for a long time. The only time we could squeeze it in is during June, and we're la- leaving like in the middle of what would be or what is blade show weekend. Um, and we're driving down through uh, Oregon, through the wed- redwoods, down to San Francisco, and then Monterey Bay. And L.A. and San Diego, then back up to the oh, Sequoias, nice. uh, then Reno. We're going to hang out with Rick Hall for a few days. Then we'll see Mike Quisenberry for a day. And we got some friends in Central Oregon we're going to go stay with before finally wow. making our way back. So we got like three weeks of being on the road. So I got some shit to try to get together uh, and get finished before we hit the road. And we're also looking at um, possibly trying to build a little like sleeping platform inside. The, uh, we have a pickup truck. Uh, uh, with a canopy, and so so that we can sleep inside of the truck when we're camping at some of these spots because there are lots of bears at some of these oh, <laughs> forests, wow. and so that's yeah. a that's a legitimate concern, especially in the middle of the night. And um, so we uh, yeah, so I got to work that out. 
and but yeah otherwise it's just i got this last weekend of sharpening and then uh yeah just get some work done and get it out the fucking door and build something inside the the truck so we have a comfortable place to the rest at night um is it a pickup truck yeah it's a chevy pickup truck it's a silverado it's got like a what is it it's, i think it's like five foot by seven and a half foot bed um and you have a, and you have like a like a cap yeah it's it's yeah, we have a. Did you say cap or cab? Cap. Uh, yeah, we have a, can- like a cap on the canopy back, on the over the. A, like a, like a hard cap on the top of the on the top over, of the yeah left over the, yeah. over the bed yeah it's like do you not call them canopy? No. Oh, interesting. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Well, potato, potato. You know what I'm right. saying? Um. Yeah, we got a hard top, which is great. Um. And so, what would you have to build? Nothing, honestly, nothing too crazy. Uh, just a little platform, basically a flat platform for us to put like a, um, like a futon oh. mattress or something on. Probably, probably rest oh. it across the top of the wells, and then so support it on either side of the well, and still have room to like store stuff underneath. Um, right. Ah, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Ugh, sounds like a lot of work. That's fine. I like doing that stuff. Bearproof in your truck. Oh, you Jesus. are man. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, worry about them bears. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. We're going on a, a like a. They call it a, a camping trip, um, but on Wednesday the kids are off school. They've got some sort of training going on for teachers, so they basically got from Wednesday off until the following Monday. Um, so we've booked. Um, we used to do as a kid when we were younger these things called um, like Euro camps, and they're they're, they're big. Um, I suppose they're just like caravan parks and they have like a water park there and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and as a kid, I remember as a kid, we, you know, I loved it. And like now when I'm, <laughs> me and my wife, it just sounds like hell. But this is the kind of thing, you know, the kids will remember. So, like we, we're, so we've booked to go for a few days and I'm just like, oh, all sounds good. You know, water park. And you've got to, you don't even remember the whole thing about the French and men at water parks having to wear the budgie smugglers. And I'm just like, oh, Wait, fuck what do you, yeah. what do you mean? But what's wrong with the men that, from French men in a swimming park? Well, you know, I'm going to be there with the kids in the water. And I've, I'm going to have to wear these, you know, the banana hammocks. Speedo. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, all right. Dreading it? Dreading it. Absolutely Why? dreading it. It's just not a good look on anyone, is it's it? It's not a good Yeah, but if, they're, not a fan of but if they're all wearing it. But if they're all wearing it, I mean, who cares? I know, like, but, you know. yeah, that, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's not good. It's not good. You don't want to, you don't want to look you, forward to, should we say. You don't want to have your tackle all squished in? Is that uh, no, the problem? No, I'm, I'm, I'm going the whole sock route, like you mentioned before. <laughs> Got the sock down there. It's the only oh, way. Dude. The only way. I have a pair of swim, uh, I got some Speedos, but they're not like banana hammocks. They're like bike shorts. Yes. And I thought to yeah. myself, what if I showed up? with like a real banana like like uh robert plant style like, like you know the dick you know the real and you just talk i just started talking yeah you know blah blah blah, blah. did you do this like, swim class i don't think that's appropriate <laughs> Jeff. Fucking no, but i mean not an erection i'm just saying like you know like oh, the, just a hanger the silhouette you know the caricature of you know the grotesqueness so and you wonder why I she wants to go to college it. elsewhere. Jesus. <laughs> I thought about it. I didn't really. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I probably should have kept it to myself, but I didn't do it, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> good, good. I thought about good, it. Good, good. Did you swim this week? No, they canceled it, but uh, I threatened the athletic director of the school 
Um, <laughs> As you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, I love this guy. This guy is such a great, he's so good. He came in before pandemic and he, the guy before him was great. And the guy left in the middle and th- this new guy, the new athletic director, he came in with the behind the eight ball, and he's been fantastic, and we've been very friendly with him. But they do this thing where the faculty swim against the 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 varsity team. Hmm. So I'm talking to my kid, and she's like, "I got to swim against the AD because he talks a lot of stuff." And I found so it turns out that the faculty the faculty team does this bullshit swimming, and against the the the, the swimmers, and it's like it's like hands behind their back and this is a bullshit. So I said, don't you worry when I see the athletic director, I'm going to demand that he swim against you in a, you know, 50 meters. You can't do this halfway bullshit. So I, my my wife and I are walking the dogs. I said, there's the athletic director. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. And my wife is going like, Oh no, don't say anything. I'm like, don't worry, Hill. Don't worry. I got this under control. And she's like, no, you're going to say something terrible. I'm like, no, 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 no. So he comes up and I'm, and she's just like put her head in her hands. And I was like, I have a, I got a bone to pick with you. And she's like, Oh Jesus Christ. And I just had it out with him. And, and then I put him on the spot. He's just like, well, you want me to swim against your kid? I'm like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. I'm swimming against your kid. That's all I ask. I've been a good parent for a long time and all I'm asking. And he was just like, uh, I said, I hear you guys. I hear you faculty have, have quite a, have do a lot of chirping and I want to make sure that this is a fair, this is a fair swimming. So it was very funny, <laughs> but that's the answer is I'm like, uh, you know, turning into a maniac turning. <laughs> yeah. Turning. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. And then, uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm just so tired. Mm. So tired. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, it's come to the point where I'm having to take a nap before doing the podcast. That's how old I felt. Oh today. my, listen to you <laughs> in the hammock. Wearing your hammock, wearing the oh, banana oh, hammock. Don't talk about the hammock. We got. It's been, it's been, it's been so hot here. We've been having thunderstorms in the night, oh. um, and you know it rains a lot. So that means the grass everywhere is just like it's like perfect conditions to grow, fucking crazy every day. Um, so I got to because we're leaving on Wednesday for a few days to go on this this trip. Um, I got to try and sort out everything before then, and it's oh fuck, it's a lot. It's a lot. Hate it. Hate it. But hey, got to be done. Got to keep those snakes away. You see, <laughs> yeah, you're any, coming back to a jungle. Any uh, any, uh, any shows to suggest? The um, listeners love show suggestions. Yeah, I tell you what, I've I've just finished, and we've been watching it for months and months. But like, really, sort of on and off, not really that much into it. But it's been really good. It is Money Heist on Netflix? Um, and I think it was a Spanish show, which is which is dubbed. Yeah, um, but it's, it's really you know. Good, good production value. It's, it's really, really good. It, uh, but um, what is it about? For, um, they're basically they're you know bank robbers, I suppose. Um, so it's, it's it's a bit like remember like Prison Break. Hmm. It's 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 very similar to that because most of the time they they rob the bank then they need to try and get out again, you know. Um, but it's really good. It's really, really good actually. And we we finally watched the finale um, a couple of days ago, and we're just like ah. Oh, that it is finished now because I said we've been watching it for months, not you know, not religiously, just sort of on and off. But now it's finished, it's like, oh, that's come to an end, kind of thing. So, yeah, Money Heist is really, really good. Very I hear good. uh, Iron Chef's coming back. Oh, yeah, that's on Netflix. Coming, Iron Chef's coming back. And I hear, have you guys heard this show? Watch this show, Is It Cake? <laughs> yes, that's yes. supposed to be. I've have seen, you seen it? Yeah. I've seen the you, clips, yeah. Apparently, it's great. 
I mean, once I you've seen, really, you know, just yeah, no interest. I can't see how it's got legs. You know, maybe watch one episode. I can't see how you can. Uh, From what watch. I understand, they're canceling shows left and right on over Netflix. I think they're dried in the pine. Don't they? I think yeah. the golden age of Netflix is almost coming to an end. I, I don't know. I, got, I have a feeling that's like the media doing that because people are spending their money on Netflix and not them. I got um, a friend who said that they were green lighting everything and now they're holding back everything. Hmm. Hmm. So mm, don't know, don't know. But um, hey, we've always got the Johnny Depp trial to watch. Anyway, <laughs> clips of that. If there's nothing on TV almost, to watch, is that almost over? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's what's going on. Well, they were up this week, weren't they? They were both up actually on the stand, um, talking. And um, yeah, she's she's a hell of an actress. That's all I can say. <laughs> Every. She, uh, her face is changed like within like a min a millisecond from happy to sad when she remembers you know I need to be portraying this mood at the moment it's it's quite interesting to watch. How much do you think the lawyers are raking in? Because it's oh. got to be just like it's just millions, right? Yeah, got to be, got God. to be. Yeah, but I just love how John Depp doesn't give a fuck in it. You know, <laughs> when you can see him, he's just bored. And he's like, well, this isn't about me, you know. You know, it's not. He's not on sort of trial as such anymore. So he just doesn't give a fuck. And um, they're both mental. Let's face it. <laughs> they're both to blame. They're both as crazy yeah, as each what's other. What's the quote he said about being weird? Uh, oh yes, we had that earlier, uh, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. He said, uh, "What did he say? Who the fuck cares? Oh, no. sorry. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. point. <laughs> What? The Megapint thing. That's the one that keeps coming up in my feed. You know, the clips that you, everybody shares all the time of the bits of the trial. The bit about the Megapint of wine. And he goes, a Megapint? And laughs. <laughs> it's just very funny. <laughs> it, the whole thing is, it, it's all very bizarre. And it's, yeah. it's what our appetites are for. Our, we, want, we want some, I think, you know, why people probably like it is because they're actually, instead of it being acting, there's actual real stakes. Some, there is a real loser, you know, and mm. it, there's a real loser in this. And so far it looks like Amber Heard. I think that they threw her off of Aquaman. I don't think she's doing that anymore. I think that's, I think this whole thing is kind of poison that. And then really? oh, wow. she's shitting in beds and everyone's saying, she, you know, <laughs> call her an Amber Turd. And it's just yeah. like... You know, it's just so gross. I mean, the whole thing is that she's really like, yeah, it, it is. It is just crazy seeing these things sort of play out. And and like back in the UK now, there's this thing where there's two. Um, do you get wags over there, footballers' wives, who no. become a celebrity in their own right just because their their partner is you know a, a famous footballer? Um, but there's the, there's these two footballers' wives that have sort of you know bitching about each other in the press and they're taking each other to court and it's on like prime time news and stuff and it's just like nobody gives a fuck but then you're watching it and it's like you hear a little tidbit and you're like oh shit i'm into this and you hate <laughs> yourself for it because you get into this whole celebrity culture and it's just oh uh they they got hooks haven't they that you know the news they put these hooks in and just like oh i gotta listen to this now yeah ah anyway anyway it is now 20 to midnight here in france um so I'd like to thank you all for listening. We should be back next week with more um, of Jeff's great new game show. Um, uh, maybe what, what was the title, Jeff? We need a, a good, strong title. What was it? Uh, that's what they all say. That's what they all say. Perfect. Perfect. Right. Thank you all for listening. We shall speak to you all again next week. 
Bye for now. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.